on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast. That's officially a streak. Stay tuned. Season 4, Episode 16 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this lovely Wednesday evening? I am quite warm, uh, thanks to the extreme hotness in this room that I've never complained about once ever to you ever before. Uh, but I'm not, other than that, I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing great. Is it extreme hotness over in Michigan right now? It's... It's shorts weather, short, short sleeves, not even a thought weather, you know, so it's, it's, it's solid, definitely solid. Oh yeah. It's feeling good over here in Indy, 70 degrees. We got the sun out. It's beautiful, but uh, we got a lot of recording today. So I fear that it'll be nighttime by the time we're over. Yeah. It's going to be a good one regardless, because as you guys know, in the last episode, we got all the equipment back up. So that means we are starting back up with We're Not Professionals, our other show, mostly a football-focused show, and we have missed over a month of content and the craziness that has happened in college football and the NFL needs to be talked about. So we're recording two episodes for that one. If you're interested, make sure to head over to our other show, We're Not Professionals. But on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, going to be talking about the health of our players over in Tampa, do a little game review Looking at two games coming up on this week's schedule after the commercial break. News around the league, including a very impressive start from somewhat of a veteran in the scene. So, Chase, let's start off right away. The health of our players. We've got three players to mention. Who are they? So, starting off, Victor Hedman. Uh, he's did a upper body injury. So, that means, you know, may- maybe we don't see him for a game or two, but... Also could mean that he's in you know in the lineup going forward. You never know with day to day injuries. It's really just usually something that's about pain tolerance or you know maybe some sort of swelling. Um, it, an upper body injury. It's probably just a pain tolerance type of thing. So as long as he can play through it, he'll play. But you know there's a chance he might just be down a game just just to make sure that he's rested up and good to go for the year. Um, starting off or moving on, I should say to our, our the better news. Anthony Sorelli, Zach Gosian, both are back to full practice. Um, you know heading into this homestand. So that, that's a good sign. Is there, is there a chance they play? Yes. Would I bet that they're in sooner than later? Probably not. I would say give them more time. It, it's, it's a better bet that they take a little bit of time, give themselves up to speed, give themselves, you know, condition the right way. They haven't really had much, um, you, you know, much opportunity to do that. So don't, don't get your hopes up if they're not, if they're not playing here in the next two, three games, but I do have to imagine it's going to be relatively soon. Yeah, it's good to see him back there for full practice. Zach Bogosian going to add some depth on the blue line where Anthony Sorelli, I mean, we've talked about how excited we are to have him back. He's going to be great in the faceoff dot, great on the penalty kill, a guy that can generate offense as well. Going to be a great time. All right, Chase, let's now look at our most previous game, that being against the Senators. Uh, this one wasn't close. We had eight power plays. We put up more shots than... I don't even know how I'm trying to say this. We doubled their shots plus some. Like, it was a massacre. However, the score sheet didn't say that. Yeah, you know, only, only a 4-3 to three win in what was a game that you hope ends up being, you know, kind of a, a total domination type of win. But regardless, a win's a win. Uh, two points are two points. When you get it done in regulation, that's even better. 
yeah, when when you play or have the opportunities that you did, when when you get eight power plays, you're you're hoping that you get the opportunity to you know put a few on the board. But instead, they only get one, so it's not great for the power play percentage. At least they did kill off all their all their penalties. And we saw kind of another later game heroic from Nikita Kutrov, who is starting off the year pretty nicely um, at a solid pace. He's got 15 points on the year, if I'm not mistaken now. Um, you know, he's playing really well. So it's good to see him doing well as we would expect. And right now, it seems like we're finally starting, you know, to find our footing a little bit. Absolutely. And Braden Points, he's really been coming on as well. He had a goal and I believe two assists in this one. So uh, he's been, or maybe it's just one assist, but... Regardless, he's been coming on as well as Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos. We know how well he's done early on in the season as well. We hope that all three of these guys can keep it rolling as we look forward to getting big players back like Anthony Sorelli. Chase, for future games, we'll start on Thursday, November 3rd. We've got the Carolina Hurricanes for this one. A good team. They've started very well so far, 6-2-1. This is going to be a tough matchup. Yeah, certainly won't be easy. I still think that you know we're we're, we're going to be the better team, um, at least slightly. There's solid goaltending between Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta, so whoever ends up being the nod should do just fine. I would assume it's Freddie Anderson, but also at the same time Ranta's had the kind of better numbers on the year, so time will kind of tell. Um, in, in terms of how Carolina's you know getting it done this year, they're kind of doing it by committee. They're not um, overwhelming in the goals for per, per game. They're we're going to dead center of the league. Power play percentage is a bit underwhelming, but uh, they're they're scoring they're scoring well as a group and they play a, a very nice team game that has a good mix of offense and defense. They they do a pretty good job playing a modernized team game. So it's not going to be some easy win. Um, I think it'll be a nice battle. I'm hoping Tampa comes out with the win in this one. But you know, if I had to choose a game that they're going to lose between the one they already won and then the next two coming up, I would say it's this one. Yeah, and Svechnikov, he's been a big problem for opposing teams now he started with six goals through four games over the last five only sitting at two but this is a guy who can still put the puck in the net at will so this is going to be a guy we got to focus on we got to shut him down but I mean I'm not very scared of their goalies where vice versa they absolutely should be oh for sure and I do got to give shout outs to my boy my boy excuse me other than Andre Svechkov um Marty Nakosh I'm a big fan of his game I have been since he was coming to the NHL off to a you know a great start to the year 13 points through nine games five goals and um eight assists I believe yeah five goals eight assists that, that's the numbers there but yeah he, he's he's playing really well and that's that's cool for him to see so it'll be exciting watching some of this younger talent uh in, in this matchup but hopefully we can do all we can to come up with the win Absolutely. And speaking of younger talent, we're seeing a lot of it on display over in Buffalo right now, who is our matchup on Saturday, November 5th. This is a team that has played well, has played over their expectation, led by Tage Thompson and Rasmus Dahlin. What can we expect from these guys? Well, I think Tage Thompson had a six-point game against Detroit. I don't think we're going to be seeing that, but he still is someone who's really kind of exploded out of nowhere. And good for him. It's cool to see. Um, I love seeing those bigger body guys have success because they're usually not big time scorers in the NHL, but Tage Johnson's doing everything he can to defy that. So cool. Good for him. Rest is Dalene. I believe he's second in defensive and scoring uh, behind the one and only Eric Carlson. Who we'll talk about later, but Dalene is a fantastic talent. You know, I, I kind of don't mean to toot my own horn here, but kind of predicted this coming, you know, that, that it was only a matter of time until he took over the league and he's, he's starting to do it, helping this Buffalo team win a lot more than expected. And I don't think it's going to be an easy game by any means. You know, Craig Anderson, Eric Comrie, those, those are the two goaltenders there. I'm assuming that they're 
honestly probably going to play Craig Anderson. They're, they try to lighten his workload because he's an older goalie. Don't want to wear him down. But in his games he's played, he's looked significantly better. So I would guess they're going to bring him in for the Tampa game and kind of see what happens. I, I think it'll be a good battle, but still, I got to say we come out on top. Yeah, it'll be a fun one. And you mentioned how good Rasmus Dahlin's been playing. When you just look at the team and defensive scoring overall, you've got him sitting at 12, then Bryson and Owen Power sitting at three, and everyone else at one or below. So, I mean, this guy is just head and shoulders above the rest of his team when it comes to generating offense from the back end. So a guy we're going to have to look out for similarly to how we had to look out for, you know, an Andre Svechnikov and Marty Nakosh in the last game. For sure. And I, I do want to bring up Owen Power as well, though, because even though he isn't scoring at some crazy rate, analytically he's been one of the better defensive in the league. He's playing a really nice two-way game, really helping his team win. So him and Darlene have been on a deep pair for a couple of games now. That's super cool. So that's fun to watch. Two, two first overall picks. I don't know if that's ever even happened before, to be honest, in the same deep pair. But it's very cool. A ton of talent in Buffalo. You know, Buffalo's on the up and up. It's cool to see. Hopefully they bring back those black and reds full time. I, I think... This game's at this game's at home in Tampa, so we're not going to see him. But they're they're bringing back those black and red jerseys for for some home games this year. So we'll, hopefully we get to be in one of those games where we play against them because I really want to see those. Yeah, it sounds like the first game is going to be November twenty third with the black and red, and we do get a game against Oh-hoo! the Sabers when they were in their black and reds. That'll be on December twenty third, the day before Christmas Eve. Uh, it'll be Buffalo and their black and reds versus Tampa. That's fantastic. I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. I love those jerseys so much, and I hope we get them back full-time as well. But that's going to do it for the first half of the show. want to thank you uh, for watching the first half. Uh, make, <laughs> make sure to stay tuned for the second half right after this commercial break. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for a season of a lifetime. New customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Tampa's first matchup is on Tuesday, October 11th versus the New York Rangers, and you know who I'm betting on in that one. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Make sure to head over to the DraftKings uh, Sportsbook if you have any sports betting needs. All right, Chase, let's now talk about the Ottawa Senators rumored to be up for sale, similarly to an NFL team that's up for sale. If you want to hear more about that, head over to our other show. But, Chase, what can you give me news about with the Sens? So it's kind of hard to really see what's going on here. Um, th- there's been rumors for uh, probably years at this point now that the Senators were up for sale or, you know, there were talks about whatever the hell's going on. But now there's there's a little more evidence that um, they're, they're 
it, it's a little confusing, but they're they're pretty much having independent parties come in and appraise the team, appraise the um the lease agreement, appraise, appraise the land, appraise everything they have going on, um to kind of understand their value and maybe test the market, see if there's any any buyers out there. I saw some rumor price that it's gonna be around seven hundred million for the franchise, which that wouldn't surprise me. That's probably a fair number. Maybe it goes for a little more than that, but it's probably about right for NHL franchises. You know, the, compared to the other leagues, they're they're definitely a little bit cheaper, and it's not one of the top, you know, two or three Canadian markets. But nonetheless, it should still be a hot ticket. There's going to be a buyer out there somewhere. Um, it it would be interesting to see because I I, I always I like seeing new ownership come into to sports franchises, see see what they can do differently, see if they rebrand, see if they you know change the identity of the team, whatever goes on. Um, so I, I do hope it happens just so we can kind of get kind of some new blood. Uh, Chase, you down to go in on that? I can probably scrape together uh, like five thousand dollars after like selling a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I think that'll get us there with my like forty bucks I can find laying around my bedroom. <laughs> Perfect. I think it'll work out. And yeah, I mean, we knew that NHL franchises and the NHL as a whole not as valuable as the other leagues, but it's kind of a crazy number difference seven hundred million compared to I. Th- Think the other team in the NFL was appraised at what five point six billion, something like that. Yeah, so absolutely wild. But it let's is. now talk about Casey Sazikas being fined five k. Uh, I mean, that's basically all I have. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah, imagine someone just rips all your money out of your bank account and gives you the L dance, takes all your assets while you're at it too. But um, yeah, Casey Sazikas fined five k for goaltender interference. Talk about it all the time. You know, five k. It's it's still five thousand dollars, but. It's not a big hit to these guys, so you know it's they'd rather pay that than you know get get a game suspension, lose their game paycheck, blah blah blah. So it is what it is, you know. Sucks versus Zegas, but don't interfere with the goalie, I guess. I think Casey Zegas, instead of um, you know being super undisciplined, he should just donate that money to the Bulls broadcast. I agree. It's a it's a really good point. I think everybody going forward should do that. Yeah, you know, it, disciplined. It, it, the, the, the fines only go to the NHL Alumni Association. What do they need it for? Exactly. I think it makes so much sense. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, time for that veteran who's off to the hot start, Chase. You talked about him briefly in the last episode, but boy, oh boy, he's on a hot one as he got his first ever hat trick last night. That, that's crazy, dude. Eric Carlson has been known as this dynamic offensive defenseman for many years. I mean, Remember the year where he had what was it? It was 82 points, 82 games, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was exactly point per game. Um, he he's just been tearing up the league pretty much ever since he stepped into it. His third year in the league, he was three points under point per game. Like he's just been dominant this whole time in the NHL. You know, he's had a couple slower seasons in San Jose, but this year he's off to a hell of a start. Nine goals through through 12 games combined with his 15 points. I mean, if if I'm if I'm a competitor. If you can get the Sharks to retain half the salary for a lot of years still, but I, I'm I'm willing to, to take the chance if I'm in a win now to eat that what that's five point seven five a year for the next five years. I, I, I'm will, I'm willing to eat that if I'm a true competitor, even if he slows down at the end of his career. It's that's totally worth it. Yeah, he's looking like one hell of a player right now. And who would have thought? You just got to get Brenton Burns and literally anyone else on the San Jose Sharks out of there for him to actually thrive. Yeah, it, it, it's it's crazy. They they depleted this roster, and he's just he's been going on a tear. But in all fairness, he's literally doing it by himself because every other skater around him has been horrendous. Um, you know, Reimer's doing his best to keep the team afloat, but at the end of the day, he can only do 
do so much when the team's playing so poorly in front of them. Absolutely. All right, Chase, we are one month done with the NHL. Let's talk about the stars and rookie of the month. Yeah, so if, if you don't know, um, at the end of every month, the NHL, they, they choose um, stars of the month and then a rookie of the month. So the, the three stars of the month for the month of October, Connor McDavid, David Pasternak, and Artemi Panarin. So Connor McDavid, um, 18 points through his, um, what was that, first nine games? Yeah, first nine games of the NHL season. If you don't know what Connor McDavid is by now, he's a slightly above average hockey player that, you know, is maybe maybe one of the top 100 players in the league. I don't know. It's hard to say for sure, but he's been on a dominant tear, and that's not a surprise. I mean, you're going every year, and he's the favorite to win the Art Ross for a reason because he's just so unbelievably talented. He can just take over a game at any moment, and it's just it's kind of like him playing against children when he's out there. Next, David Pasternak. He had 17 points through his nine games. Um, that's a hell of a start as well. Just one point behind Connor David. Pasta has been a fantastic player since he stepped into the NHL ice. was a bit of a steal, you know, a later first-round pick, but he's been a, a, a top-end player pretty much from day one. He looks awesome with, with Boston. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if he ever moves on from there because, if I'm not mistaken, he has a pending UFA coming up. But right now, Boston's looking pretty good, so if they can hold on to him and keep rolling this year, that's a pretty good sign. Next, Artemi Panarin. Uh, he had five goals, 11 assists, 16 points through 10 games with the Rangers. And Panarin, another just incredible hockey player. I don't understand how this guy ever slipped through the cracks as a prospect. Went undrafted, came over, joined Chicago as an undrafted free agent at 24, ended up winning rookie of the year that year. It, he's just had you know a, an amazing career thus far in the NHL. He's been one of the better players in the league scene in quite some time. He's got incredible skill set. And he's going to go down having one of the better point-per-game um, numbers because of how late he came in. Yeah, hats off to all these guys, but I mean – Pasternak, one of the big reasons that the Boston Bruins are sitting at, I believe it's nine and one, their first place in all of the power rankings I'm looking at, and they're proving us wrong. Chase and I talked about it in the offseason yep. that this could be a team that struggles early on. They lost some of their um, you know, big players, and some of their players are winding down as well, and they also had to deal with injuries early on. Well, David yeah. Pasternak off to a great start. Yeah, it, it really it really is surprising. So moving on to Rookie of the Month, we have Shane Pinto, the Ottawa Senators, a guy that we just saw play. Uh, he ended up having six goals in eight games uh, on top of one assist. That's just, you know, very, very, very solid. Just under a point per game to start off your season. That's great. Uh, a couple guys that he just beat out. Logan Thompson, goaltender for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, he, he had an incredible start. He honestly probably deserves it because um, Vegas has been off to a much better start than expected. But Logan, Logan Thompson went four and two with a one six nine goals against a nine forty three save percentage and two shutouts. Maybe Beniers, eight points, 10 games, Kalen Addison, seven assists in nine games, Kent Johnson and Cole Brevetti both had three goals, three assists in nine games as well. So a couple other names that were, that were up for consideration by the NHL. Um, I probably would have given it to Logan Thompson, but nonetheless, six goals, machine Pinto. He's looking really good. A lot of talented players on that list. Super excited to see these rookies continue to compete back and forth. Who's going to get it next year? That's or next month. That's going to be exciting to see. All right, Chase. Let's now end it with a hockey name of the day. Ooh, this one's a long one. We've got Massimo Sorantos Lombardi. Yes, sir. Nice, nice and easy, right? Yeah, I was afraid that the R and Sorantos might be a rolling R, and I cannot roll my R's for the life of me. Sorantos. Yeah, no, I do that. Yeah, no, can't do that. Yeah, well, well, Massimo Soranto Lombardi is a Canadian forward from uh, Quebec. He uh, 
He's currently playing in the BCHL, just committed to the University of Vermont, funny enough, but 11 points for 10 games, a very solid hockey player, you know, it's a 2002 birth year, someone that maybe we, we could see playing some some higher level pro hockey down the road, maybe he can play some American League, maybe he can even get some NHL games, but odds are he'll probably be more like a minor league guy, um, a European pro, as long as he wants to go that route. Yeah, and this was a name that put more fear in me than it should have. An easy name, but a long one. Three separate names, all ranging from, what, seven to ten letters in each one. It was was scary, but I got it done. Proud of you. Thank you. All right, Chase, well, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. If you could, hit us with an outro. Yep, as always, one of you guys listening, check us on Patreon. You can follow us on Twitter. It's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow us at Bolts Broadcast. Make sure to check out the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, go follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. We're back up and rolling there, so you might as well give us a follow. Make sure to go to HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts on the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, if you rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns, we'd appreciate it. Wherever you do, don't forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah.